but yeah, just, you know, just collaborating and staying, like keeping that music energy always around me has been really important to me, like just for my own, like always keeping me on the same, the right path. And um, like I said, collaborating and stuff has been really fun. Yeah, I've been doing that. And um, I've got some new music that I'm trying to finish up as well. I I released um, Billie Eilish, Everything I Wanted. Um, I just put that on Spotify, just uh, my version, uh, my rendition. I love mm-hmm. the song. It's I always try to put a couple covers on my music, um, on my albums, but that's one sure. of the songs that I just released probably I think last week. And that came out really well. I was really um I was really happy with the way that it was, you know, came out production wise and everything. Mm-hmm. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lessing Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson. We are jumping off the Bruce bandwagon, but we're staying in the musical train, and we're having return guest Raquel uh, Arella joining me. Uh, you were back April of 2020. You joined mm-hmm. me, so it has been a while Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I know. I can't believe how, how fast it's passed by. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, so tell, uh, for those of you who did not get to hear the earlier episode, tell us a little about yourself. Well, uh, my name, as you said, is Raquel Aurelia. I am a singer-songwriter. I live in Phoenix, Arizona. And um, I travel back and forth a lot to Nashville. Um, and I, I was before COVID, so now I'm going to start doing that again. But um yeah, so I write mainly adult contemporary, a little bit of country crossover. Um, I kind of delve into all genres when I can. I've, I just recently collaborated with um, two different artists for hip-hop tracks and did the did the chorus and the hook for them. Oh, and fun. It's super fun. Yeah, I love, 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 absolutely love doing that because it gives me a lot of freedom to just be creative in a totally different way. Um mm-hmm. So that's that's fun, and uh, but yeah, that's mainly what I I do. I've been writing and singing music for like fifteen years. I've been doing music, I've been writing for probably about ten of those fifteen years. Yeah, and we were saying right before we hit recorded, right now your other full time job is being a um, a, a golf mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So both your boys are playing, uh, comp- you know, high competitive golf, and so it sounds like they're both doing well. Yes. Yeah. It's, um, I love watching it's, it's, uh, I never get tired of watching. It's, it's actually so super fun for me, but we, like I, I was telling you earlier, we just got back from a two week, uh, trip of two different tournaments with my youngest, uh, Gavin, who's going to USC in the fall. And then, um, my oldest, uh, Chaz, he's going to U of A in the fall. So that's coming up like in August, but yeah, when, when I'm not doing music, I'm on the golf course somewhere <laughs> watching tournaments, watching them play. That sounds awesome. That's say, like, do you play yourself? Yeah. Not really. I used to play, uh, but I definitely need some lessons and, uh, it's going to mm-hmm. take a while. To, <laughs> it's going to take a while to get me back in golf. So golf how time. did your boys and, and kind of, if you don't want to talk about this or not, but how did your boys find this niche that they were good at that? Um, Well, a lot, it's, it's, gosh, years ago, I think they were seven and nine. 
um, my ex-husband and I joined a country club down the street okay. and they started playing. And before you know it, they just would go every single day and just fell in love with it. And then before you know it, they said, can we play in tournaments? And I was, I said, I don't know. Can you like, are you, yeah. are you, I don't even know if you know how, like, let's try it. So that was kind of the beginning for them. And, um, I'll never forget it at seven and nine was their first big, you know, us kids, uh, junior world tournament that they right. played in and it was fun. It was really fun to go watch them and see, but they're out there every day, rain or shine, you know, 115 degree weather out here. They don't care. And, and they've been doing that since they were seven and nine. So they've just gotten so good at it. You know, that's awesome. That's, that's such a great mm -hmm. story because yeah. you, you, you hear a lot about, you know, and you see, you know, people playing baseball and, and, you know, and soccer and football and everything. And so to hear golf is just kind of nice. And there is a really, uh, you know, competitive golf environment out there. I know for oh, high yeah. school and certain colleges. So well mm -hmm. done. That's good. Yeah. I enjoy it. And it's really, really competitive out here. Um, a lot of these golfers that I've watched them grow up with, they're all, most of them have gone division one as well, which is great. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's just fun watching them all compete and um, play together and, and now be, you know, at this age now going off to college. It's crazy. Yeah. But yeah. It's very competitive. Good. So how have you been doing during this time of COVID with the pandemic? <laughs> how are things gone? Um, I, you know, I stayed really busy, which, uh, which was great for my mental psyche, you know, like, yeah. I feel like, I'm sorry, my voice is a little hoarse today. Um, they got on off to sing tonight or I'd be in trouble. But yeah. um, I, I, I stayed busy. I did a lot of charity events. Um, I met some people from Brevan Capital. Um, his name is Val Nietzsche. Nietzsche. I can't never pronounce his name right. Um, and he's amazing. And his whole crew there, they started doing all these amazing charity events uh, during COVID from like April through, I mean, all the way through like uh, July or August of last year all when we were in lockdown. And so uh -huh. we started doing events and I started getting involved and I started becoming um, getting all their musicians together for them and just really taking an active role where I loved what they were doing, loved the cause causes uh -huh. because it was, everything was different. Like the first time they did their charity event was for, they were raising money for masks. And then the second time it was the, um, um, the Andrea Bocelli foundation. They did some, some stuff to raise money for, some schools, uh, the different schools all over. And then one was for Black Lives Matter where they were giving scholarships to to different students that had applied and, um, and giving back. So it's just giving back the entire time. It just felt good to be a part of something sure. that was, you know, making a difference. And um, they so selflessly spent hours doing these events, these charity events. And like I said, I got all the, the musicians together for it and um, started our little, you know, our little family of... Um, people together and they're still doing a lot of events and hopefully now that we're doing live events um hopefully now these events will be live but our last big one was with the andrea Bocelli foundation and they did they did really well so i've been doing that i've been recording i've been collaborating um what else um i don't know if you know about clubhouse um radio clubhouse is on clubhouse the new app clubhouse okay tell me a little about it well, I got really involved in Clubhouse. A friend, you know, it's like an invite-only kind of thing that you, you know, everyone had been telling me about it. Um, and because everybody was on such downtime not going out and everything else, it was like, it's hard to explain what what Clubhouse is. But within Clubhouse, there's several different, um, there's entertainment, there's music, there's poets, there's 
meditation. There's, you know, cryptocurrency, huh. you name it. There's wow. all these different little worlds within the big world of Clubhouse, right? So you go on and you set up your bio and, and, and it's only through the phone. So you only, you've never, I've never met these people. I've only talked to them through our phone and we all have our little pictures there. It's, it's just, and they, you go in these groups and these rooms, but through this, I met a group called radio clubhouse and um, okay. a gentleman named Dante Hawkins was running this specific station. Yeah. So I literally just um, got involved with them and, and he started running this group where they play your, you he plays music and he, I mean, he was tireless. Like I was like, you've got to start resting because this poor man was on hours and hours and hours, like all night, making sure everybody's music got played and, and just really a positive vibe and a really good family of people. So that's yeah. become my night, my new family. And wow. I'll be honest. Like I, I spend, I think almost well before my trip every single night I was, I go into radio clubhouse and I, and I show my support and I listen to other musicians and we give feedback on our, our songs. And I've discovered some amazing musicians in, from this room that are, are untapped and undiscovered that need to mm -hmm. get out there. And he's been helping get everybody um, out. You know what I mean? He's been helping everybody get their music out. So I've been doing a lot of the Radio Clubhouse, like networking and, um, and yeah, just collaborating and doing as much as I can. That that sounds fascinating, and and mm -hmm. it sounds like um, you've been able to kind of stay busy and still like you've been able to help people, but also exercise your creative bones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely, and that's been fun for me because, um, like I said, just staying busy and not being able to to go out and perform has been really hard for me. But um, just being able to collaborate, I've collaborated with two different artists from that room so far. One yeah. song, one song's called "Hit the Road." That should be coming out pretty. Um, I we're trying to. There's one last thing we have to do legally, like you know, paperwork wise. That's coming out, and so. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's just you know, just collaborating and staying, like keeping that music energy always around me, um, has been really um, important to me. Like just for my own, like always keeping me on the same, the right path, and um, like yeah. as a collaborating and stuff has been really fun. Yeah. So yeah, I've been doing that, and um. I've got some new music that I'm trying to finish up as well. I, I released um, Billie Eilish, Everything I Wanted. Um, I just put that on Spotify, just uh, my version, uh, my rendition. I love mm -hmm. the song. It's I always try to put a couple covers on my music, um, on my albums, but that's one sure. of the songs that I just released probably, I think, last week. And that came out really well. I was really... Um, I was really happy with the way that it was, you know, came out production wise and everything. Mm -hmm. um, so that's out. We did a video. Let's see. I did a video. We've done two videos on the new video called everything, not okay. everything I wanted. That's, um, that's going to be done. We're just editing final edits um, probably this week, which okay. probably means like in about a week or two we'll release it. Try to get a little space between the last one. Cause we just released uh, there's still time. So that one. Yeah. So talk to me about there's, yeah. there's still time. Um. Well, it's a song that I wrote, gosh, I wrote it a while back and I never did anything to promote it. It was just one of those songs. It's like a kind of like a sleeper. Um, it wrote itself really. It was, I was watching, it's crazy. The story behind it, I kind of left it universal so people could interpret what they wanted from the song. The reason I thought I was writing it was because I was watching, um, I was watching, this is crazy, but I was watching Dr. Drew the celebrity okay. rehab, the celebrity rehab. Sure. And I was watching all these sad stories of these people. And this one guy went home and 
he was just got his act together. It hit rock bottom. His felt life fell apart. He hurt so many people. And then at the very end of it all, he went home to an empty house and nobody was there. No one was there hmm. to be with him or to be there for him. And like, this just, I just got this like, Oh, how awful that, you know, he just wanted somebody to stay there with him and stay with him and be there. Um, because now that he's, now that he's a new person, you know, he's starting over. And while I was writing that, um, I, I feel like I was also kind of delving into some personal things in my own life that kind of maybe helped me write the song unknowingly, like just subconsciously. I've just, it just wrote so easily. Um, but I left it that way because a lot of people that hear the song, they interpret it from a perspective of a relationship that maybe had gone wrong or like somebody messed everything yeah. up and really hit rock bottom in the relationship. And that person's no longer the same person, but now that they are a changed person, there, I left it saying there's still time, like there's still time to fix things. There's still time to show the person that you're different, to show somebody that you've changed, you know? So yeah. that message to be there and we wrote it very hauntingly with the, with the strings and it's sad and it's very raw. Um, so people that hear it, you know, I hope they, um, the, the feedback has been good. So, but I hope people, when they hear it, they can feel it because it is a very raw song about just raw emotions about somebody that's just really just fallen out like hit you know and living in i say living in a shell called me like that's you know trying to break out and see the things i've left behind they're still there to find it's like that whole um you know just wanting to start over getting a fresh start wanting a new a new time in your life to redo something or like a second chance so. and it actually has you know you can certainly make a double meaning with we've mm -hmm. all over this past year and a half have been kind of in our own shell of yeah. self-isolation or with your family mm -hmm. and so there there there's that added layer to the song yeah yeah for hearing. sure and uh, that's good yeah. um so uh do you have a live gig planned it, it i know you're we're opening up do you have a show scheduled yet or are you still working on that I'm still, um, I'm actually in the process of trying to find a, a booking agent right now. Okay. Um, so I've, I've, I've worked with a few people. I've always kept my team kind of small. Right. And um, I've only worked with like two people really at a time when I do work with them. And sometimes I just get lucky. Sometimes I'll get a gig from a gig. So a lot of my bookings yeah. have been because I was just in the right place at the right time. And um, so I don't really have a booking agent now, but now that things are opening up, I'm going to start looking for okay. a booking agent. But my next thing that I'm planning to do, um, is to go to Nashville and, um, do a couple gigs while I'm there and do some writing and maybe, uh -huh. maybe piggyback the two, even if it's just a singer songwriter round, just to get back out and performing. I want to do that, um, probably in September, um, most likely mid-September is what I'm looking for. Okay. Um, so I'll do that. That's what I'm planning. And then um, I'm obviously looking for other gigs to, to get back on the road with. Um, yeah. And see if I can't find a good opportunity. Do you, I want you to kind of speculate, Raquel. How, how do you think you're going to feel that first time in front of an audience after being away so long and after everything that we've gone through? Uh, it'll feel weird. I think in the beginning, like it'll feel like foreign in a way, but mm -hmm. at the same time, I've been performing on zoom, which is really hard. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to not have an audience like interaction and you don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I can see people and see, but I really can't like, it's not, it's not the, the way you want to be projected. Like obviously it's the visual, the visual is fine for the most part, but 
the audio in it's not meant for singing. You know what I mean? It's meant for meetings and stuff. Yeah. So it's been hard to like let go of that that part of me, that that perfectionist part that okay, this is yeah. gonna sound a certain way. Fine, it is what it is. Um so I've been getting, you know, me performing a lot on Zoom has helped me and um and what's there's a couple of other ones I've performed on as well. Or even like interview like Instagram live, that kind of thing. Yeah. But um it's helped me, I think. I hope it's going to help me, I should say, when I go live again so I won't be as like as it won't be as foreign, <laughs> I should say. Yeah. Like, it will feel still it'll still feel familiar because I've been doing it at a different at a harder place like sure. online. So I think live is going to feel great because I'm going to have that interaction that I can actually like engage with people and and see their reaction and and, and touch them and um you know in a different way like live, you know? Yeah, I I can I've talked about that I think that the first time you know, I go to a live show, uh, I think there is a good chance I'm going to be a little overwhelmed with emotion. Yeah. The idea sure. that we've gone this year and a half and here we are in a room, mm -hmm. you know, with other fans and, and yeah. listening to someone perform. Because yep. um, I know like when we went to a restaurant that, we, you know, after being so long, we hadn't, there was just this sense mm -hmm. of joy that we're out, we're here, we're, yeah. you know, things are slowly getting back to normal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think that's going to be, I mean, and I haven't gone to a concert yet, but I, I, an actual big concert, but I did go see, um, one of my friends started performing here. Um, he's somebody that did a lot of the charity events with me as well. Yeah. And we did start going to, um, I did start going to watch him when we were able to get out again. Like it, I yeah. just needed to get out and hear live music. So I have yeah. gone, I have gone to hear him a couple of times and it, it was, it just felt like, ah, oh, this feels amazing to just yeah. be sitting here in this place and hearing beautiful music. And, you know, especially it was because it was a friend of mine and, and, um, and we've done shows together before, but just to hear him perform and just to have that feeling like, okay, we're starting to come back to normal again was such a, like you said, it's an overwhelming feeling. And even on a smaller scale like that, just at, you know, just in a smaller bar, yeah, um, like restaurant bar, whatever. But, um, but to go to a big concert, it's definitely going to be really, really fun. <laughs> well, and, and I think, you know, it must've felt good to, to be back at tournaments with your sons and oh, to yeah. see a little bit of normal. I mean, was there, was there a little bit of a audience? I mean, you know, they was a gallery, so it mm -hmm. felt a little bit like more normal. Well, with golf, the crazy thing with golf is it's never really shut down because even here in Arizona, it was one of the things that remained open the entire pandemic because with golf, it's, it's a social distancing sport anyway. Yeah, exactly. Walking, Good point. Yeah. When you're, and then what they did is they kept the flags in. So then they're not touching if their ball goes in, they get their own ball out with, okay. their, with their glove on, right? Because they have a glove. Right. So um, they never really had to remove the flag and touch things people were touching. And you can social distance. So it was one thing that I did allow my boys to continue doing because I knew it was a social distancing thing. Yeah, exactly. And, and so, and, and it was, to be honest, I think it saved a lot of these teenagers um, and, and, and like from, from falling into like a depression because that's not normal yeah, sure. to not be able to go out, you know? So it was, as imagine as, I mean, as adults, we had a hard time, but as teenagers and, and the younger kids, it just was so hard on them. Um, it, it so, really was, wasn't it? Yeah, it it, it just, yeah, it, it, it is. And we've all kind of, 
you know, we've, we've all kind of been able to, you know, struggle with that and, yeah. and, and, and kind of go with finding our own way. Mm -hmm. um, do, do you, do you think this time, you know, has changed you, you as an artist, like musically, I mean, we all, everything mm -hmm. in life faces us, but do you think in a, can you articulate if you can, how this kind of isolation in this time doing a lot of charity work and doing, you know, stuff on zoom has changed you as an artist? Um, I feel like, well, it's made me, it's made me more appreciative of the little things. Um, and I think, I think it's, it's allowed me the time to sit here and be grateful that, okay, wow, I've got, I've got my health. I've got my family. I've got this extra time that I would have never had or taken had I not been with, had we not, it, it forced the entire world to stop and do whatever right. they were doing, whether you were a doctor or a dentist or whatever you were doing. If those times when you're way too busy to go to lunch with your family or to watch TV or watch a movie with someone, it forced everyone to slow down. And, and now you have that time that we all claim we never have, right? We're always like, oh, I'm so yeah. busy. But as an artist, I feel like it gave me more to, um, to, to reflect on, to, to, you know, to like delve into, like I said, you know, the, like with radio clubhouse meeting an yeah. entirely new group of people. And, and most of them do hip hop. Like I'm, yeah. I'm not all of them, but 80% of that audience does hip hop music, which I love too. I mean, I love all genres, but it's, it's opened up an entirely different world to me and I've embraced all of it. And, um, and like I said, I've made family out of strangers that I've never even met have become, you know, family to me. Like, like these people are like my family. I'm going to spend every night with these people on, Sure. I get on the phone at night at like, you know, like even tonight when we're done, I'll get on there and spend like an hour or so with them. And, um, so as an artist, it's helped me, um, really stay focused on my craft and really like the extra time I have had, it's been all of my energy has been into music, like since this, since the pandemic, whereas maybe before I was too busy running around or finding excuses why I couldn't write or too busy to do that or do that, but it's really helped me to focus on that and, and just continue to promote and promote and promote and, and stay relevant in this crazy world when things are getting so out of the, out there. Like I wrote a song with, um, Cam Carter called Reaching Out for You and it's a hip hop song as well. And I yeah. wrote I wrote the chorus, um, the hook they call it. But and it was about the pandemic. It was about what was happening and, and the whole the whole um the whole thing that we talked about when we met and we never met. We've never met, but we did this great song together. But it was about the pandemic and how like never in a million years we think we'd be in this situation and that's Absolutely. Why, that's why the chorus, when we wrote it, I, I literally say, you know, when I was young, I never dreamed I'd see a world so lost, not how it used to be. It's true. It's got me reaching out for you. So it's in this time of craziness and like, and he raps about, you know, being six feet apart and all these things that are going on in the news. Um, but it was, it was in this time where we, we reach out for something familiar, right? Now we're reaching out for each other, or old friends, or like our family, we're finally getting together and really forcing each other to, in a good way. So I think I found like some really good things from this, from a bad time. I've actually tried to stay very optimistic in my views of how I view everything. You know what I mean? So, I, 
I, I think so. And, you know, one of the things that um, my wife says about me is that during stressful times, I tend to podcast more. It's mm -hmm. like, that's a relief for me, that creative yeah. outlook. And I know that, especially during um, last year, from like, you know, middle of March to end of May, when we were locked down, that I was working from home, mm -hmm. um, I was podcasting a lot more just right. because I needed that connectivity. Yeah. And, um, and I have been, you know, now then for over a year, pretty mm -hmm. consistent doing at least two episodes a week, two new episodes right. a week. And I do agree with you, you know, that's my way of reaching out mm -hmm. and, and, and finding a connection. Yeah, for sure. And the same way you talk about Clubhouse, that's how the podcast is to me. I feel mm -hmm. like there's an extended family of listeners and my guests become part of that family and and being able to share like you've been on mm -hmm. before and 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 I'm thrilled to have you on again so we can talk mm -hmm. about what's changed in your life and what you've mm -hmm. done and what new beauty you're bringing out there is, is just very rewarding for me as a host and I hope for my audience. Thank you. No, yeah, it has. I, I think if we, in the beginning, I felt like we were all kind of like, what do we do? And you feel like, oh, now I, cause I mean, think about all the times we said, if I only had more time in a day, right? Yes, like sometimes it's the opposite. Like you didn't get anything done because you had so much time that yes. you didn't get anything done. And I, I felt like it was like one of those things where like in the beginning I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep at all. I was up till like three and four in the morning. Like this is crazy. Cause the days were so long. Yes. But um, yeah, I feel like, I think it's all in how you look at things. And I, I felt like I really did embrace that the gratefulness of having that extra time with my family, um, the one-on-one, -on -one, like, you know, and my family and I would zoom at night too. like my, my aunts, like my aunts and cousins and my sister, we would all get on the phone and on zoom and we would do theme nights. Like we did like a Kentucky Derby night where we all dressed up in like big hats. Oh, and how like, wonderful. Yeah. And, my, and my aunt had this little old fashioned, like little horse racing machine when we were all betting on it. It's just silly stuff. And we, you know, we dressed up of course from the waist up. Right. Right. <laughs> Cause you can be in your pajamas if you want. But, um, you know, we would make a theme like, and then one night was game night for something else, but just trying to like, keep your brain going, keep your, keep your minds, um, working so that you didn't fall victim to being depressed or, or, you know, just falling into that little rabbit hole that it's very easily many people did, unfortunately. I've shared this a couple of times on the podcast, but it, it you know, hope, I apologize listeners if you're bored hearing the story, but I know Raquel hasn't. Um, one positive side of the pandemic is um, in the past, you know, I used Skype to mm -hmm. record my podcast and I would often get guests. I don't understand what Skype is. What, what, what do you mean? I have to download something, but yeah. how does this work? You know, um, trying to get a phone number at this point, 99% of people recognize zoom. Like yeah. <laughs> I, I went out, got a zoom account, you yep. know, and, and because now then you mentioned your aunts, you know, like, mm -hmm. Oh, we know how to zoom now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and so that has been a um, a small kind of blessing mm -hmm. that now then I have there. I mean, in fact, 
when guests reach out to me, they go, oh, are we going to do this via Zoom yeah. or some other way? And so it mm -hmm. is eased communication mm -hmm. about getting guests out. Everyone understands that and it just makes it so much easier. I know when, when you said Zoom at first, when I saw it, I was like, oh, um, I was like, oh, cool. Because I, I, at first I wasn't sure if it was going to be on the phone. Yeah. And then I was like, I didn't know if you were airing it uh, video or just yeah. audio. But yeah, I mean, we're just going to do yeah. audio. I mean, every once okay. in a while, um, I'll have someone who says, oh, yeah, go ahead, Jesse, you can you know, post the video yeah. and I, I yeah. put it on YouTube and, yeah. you know, I get like five views. I mean, you know, I don't have a big YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So I don't, I don't mind either way, whatever you okay. decide. Oh, well, I do, you. I do a lot. Like, um, if you have footage, I'll also, you know, make sure I share with everybody either way. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's funny because it's nice too, that you can have a visual when you talk to people beyond the phone, which is, yes. you know, which is nice as well. It, it is very nice. And, um, so and even if, you know, and a lot of, like I said, mostly I do audio, but it does help to make a connection that you're mm -hmm. seeing me and I'm seeing you yeah. and, uh, and, you know, and, you know, and every once in a while I have show and tell, I'll, I'll have a guest mm -hmm. pick up something and they'll show me something and we'll like, oh, <laughs> my, my listening audience is bored, mm -hmm. but you know, we're entertaining yeah. ourselves. Yeah. Oh, no. uh -huh. it's, it's, I think it's yeah. great. I mean, and like, it's changed, like you said, it's changed the world. We've, we've become this this we've learned how to do things that it's forced us to learn how to, like you said, to zoom, our families had to learn how to zoom. If you want to communicate, it's, you know, before yeah. my, like, especially like my aunts and uncles would have never known how to zoom. Oh no! Um, so now it's like, it's forced everybody to work from home and now they know that it can be done. Um, it's forced us to like learn how to record from home. Like that's one thing it did also force me to do was learn how to like even do garage band, which is, GarageBand isn't that difficult to learn, but if you've never been on that side of the like recording, I've always just gone into a studio and I sing, right? I leave the professional yes. editing to the to professionals, right? So like it forced me to basically, if you saw my room, it I have a corner of my room that became my little like recording area. So like in all of my videos, you could see the same background, but that's that's where I that was my home to do videos and interviews and um and then I would go record in my closet, which is funny, but, but that's the best acoustics, right? So you just do what you have to do. And uh -huh. I would record my video, my audio and in on GarageBand in my closet, um, made a filter, like my guitar players, like do this, put a hose over this and, you know, making a filter at the time because nothing was open, make a filter to put over your mic. I got a really nice mic. I got some nice headphones. Like, I don't have them in now, but I got these really cool headphones yeah. recording. And um, taught myself how to record from home, and then I would send it to him, and then he'd throw it into Pro Tools for mixing. But right. it's like you get you find a way to get things done. You just you just do, or you sit back and you do nothing. <laughs> so it forced me to do that, which to me was kind of cool to like learn how to do that and know that okay, well if I want to sing something now, I know I know how to go in there and at least learn how to do that. I didn't take on the Pro Tools because that's a whole other story, but. I did take on GarageBand, which at least I can at least transfer over to Pro Tools if we had to. Well, and yeah, and I, I think that's interesting that mm -hmm. you're stretching yourself as an artist, but also on the um, producer side, you know, the yeah. not only the artistic and creative side, but the behind the scenes side. 
and you know where you're learning and and, and expanding that's kind of cool mm -hmm. it's fun because i've talked to people in your situation with podcasts and things like that yeah. and people that have had big studios that are now in their home and yes. they've had to do the same thing like uh, uh, um i talked to one lady we did a great interview as well and she was telling me how her big huge studio is now one room and now she's learned how to do all these things and but yeah you learn how to do things and and you um you know, I still leave the mixing and all that, of course, to the experts, but I'm saying just right. to at least record and know that I can record something feels good to know that I can still do it from home. But yeah, it, it literally, my whole, my whole room was, um, was, I say was, cause I just recently put most of it away because things are opening again, but like sure. I had like a table in there and I did all the events from this one spot. So yeah, it's, it's cool. You know? That's, that is very cool. Yeah. So, um, you talked a little bit, you've got a couple of collaborations with some hip hop. Tell me a little bit more about that. Um, well, one of the songs, uh, well, this girl, she, her name is, uh, she goes by eye candy, which I love her name. is hilarious. She does some great, yeah. great music. Um, and I just, I love her, her, the way she, the way she performs. She's, she's fearless. She's, you know, unedited, unfiltered. She just says what's on her mind, which I absolutely admire about her. And, um, she reached out through, you know, through the radio clubhouse and said, let's do something. And, and mm -hmm. I thought, you know what, let's do something. So she sent over some music that she was working on and I thought it was really, really cool. So it's very catchy. And next thing you know, we did this really cool song um, called Hit the Road, which I think is going to be really cool because once it comes out, I think it'll be a fun TikTok -like yeah. movement because it's kind of, it's, it's basically saying hit, hit the road, Jack, right? It's like a song that like, if you obviously the title says it all, but like, that's going to be a fun little like meme for people to like use in their videos and for fun stuff. But um, so that was one of them. And then the other song with, with the hip hop track, um, like I said, that was a guy named Cam Carter. And we literally have never met, but we've talked a million times and we've met through, um, we've only done like, but we, we wrote the song over the phone together. I went in a studio here. He went in a studio in LA um, and then promotions together. He's doing his stuff from his end. I'm doing stuff from my end. So sure. it's like, that's just how that you just have to do what you have to do. And that's how we were able to record the song and it's done very well. I mean, we've got over a hundred thousand streams, I think on Spotify. So it's doing well. Um, it's just a matter of just getting it out, but yeah, it's been fun. And I, I've had a song, a hip hop song that I did with a, a guy here over two years ago that I still cannot get, uh, clearance on because we borrowed the beat from, um, the, the group that we borrowed the beat from, they have to give you final permission, which they gave me permission two years ago, maybe. Yeah. And then we kind of let it sit so long and we were going to remix it that, now all those people that gave the permission aren't there anymore. So it's people don't realize that what's involved when you use someone's beat. Yes, and we exactly. hear stuff all the time. We're like, oh, that's cool. I remember that song. Um, yeah. But like in this case, it's a very well-known song. So we did get clearance, but now I'm waiting for us to possibly just redo that. It's it's almost easier to redo that little riff that we're using right. instead of lifting it off the master. Um, and it's one, it's actually my favorite one I've done and I, okay. as far as hip hop goes, but it's, it's not even out yet. And I'm hoping that it'll be out within, you know, like Cross fingers fingers, fingers, yes. within the next six months. I mean, all it is is waiting for one person to just say, You're yes, good. it's okay. Yeah. I but do. it's called a uh, noise and it's really fun. And like, like I said, it's just, it's been ready for, to go for a couple of years now. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's really, really fun and catchy. And I know when it gets out, people will 
respond the way I did when I first heard it. And when we, it's just a fun song. So good. Oh, perfect. Yeah. yeah. So, um, what's next? What, uh, you've mentioned a little bit, you're, you're mm-hmm. writing, you're continuing to write, continuing recording. What's, what's next for Raquel? Well, um, I want to continue. I want to do some more. Um, I've been doing some covers just during the break because it's been yeah. easier and redoing some stuff and then stuff that I had done videos on. I wanted to actually have the audio for that. So like a lot of the songs I've done that are on YouTube that are visuals and, you know, and recorded, I, I wanted them to be able to like, like everything I wanted. We did a video for it side by side, but I wanted people to be able to download it if they really liked the recording. So that's why I've been delving into some covers lately. Like that's why we did um, everything I wanted just recently. And then Danny's song by Kenny Loggins is one that's oh, done. great song. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite songs. And I had also done a video to it. So I wanted, you know, the side by side video. Sure. Well, not side by side, but like a video, a performance video. So I wanted people to be able to download that song, that version. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've been doing. And, and really covers really aren't my forte, but I, I do love covers. I, I, there's nothing wrong with doing them. I think they're great. But um, I want to I wanted write more. Um, like there's a song that I'm finishing up with, a, with my guitar player in Nashville. And okay. it's almost done. So that'll be the next one that I re- release probably in the next couple months. So that's what I want to do. I want to write, my goal is to write, you know, probably three, four, even more songs if I can before Christmas and release them. You know, you have to kind of space them out and, yeah. um, and just, just continue to do smaller videos here and there because people are just so visual. Everybody loves videos, even if they're just little small videos nowadays, like look at TikTok. I mean, those are two, well, how many yeah. minute videos? So I want to do more of those. And I, I don't really know how to do TikTok. I'm going to be really honest. <laughs> I don't, I don't either. I don't, I can barely do a reels. Like, I mean, I did reels the other day and I was like, God, there's so many fun and funny things to yes. do. Them. I just don't know how to do them yet. So well, I want to learn how to do that. And I, I, that's on my, on my list because that's where the market's going. That's where the promos are going. That's where everybody's, mm. you know, using. Yeah. So I want to use that um, to a certain degree too, and see if that'll help push the music as well. So that's kind of on my, on my radar, but travel back to Nashville, get, get out. I'd love to get on tour with somebody and do um, a mini tour again. I know John waits back on the road. Hopefully mm-hmm. that could work out where I can open for him again. At oh, some that'd point. be nice. Yeah. I, yeah. I know you would have that. Um, do you, how do you, you mentioned covers aren't your thing, but mm-hmm. how do you pick which cover you want to do? Um, it's all about a feeling for me. Like I say, they're not my thing, meaning like I write music and I pride myself on being able to write. And like, I'd love to share that side of me. Mm -hmm. So, but there's also something really cool about cover music. Like if something hits me a certain way, like then I want to like dreams, for example, it's it's done very well. Um, our, our rendition, I'm so grateful has done very well with people that are that have never heard it. Like, Oh my God, we kept it very close to the original, mm-hmm. but it's still my own voice, my own sound, my own flair, but it's yeah. still a timeless piece. Very respectful to Stevie Nicks, her version, right. because you know, you don't want to go and change it up completely because it's timeless. And yeah, that's exactly. Like but you want them to hear your version go, wow, I might like that version better. Even like, that's a really cool way to, you know, like a sound. So I always pick songs that I love that I, I absolutely have to love the song. And it's a song like Danny's song, for example. Um, I just, it's always been just such a cool song. So pretty. So like, so that I've had a feeling about, or like I've had a great memory with, or 
if I get a certain way when I hear it, I, those are the songs I want to do. Like, you know, then I'm like, oh, I want to do that song because this is how I feel when I hear it. So then I want to yeah. share that. So that's why I picked the songs I have so far to cover up to this point. And that's, that's why um, there's a couple more still that I'm like, gosh, okay, I don't want to do another cover. And then I go and do another cover because yeah. um, they're just so pretty. And it's like, God, I want to do that one on my own and do it my own way. But um, yeah, so that's kind of how I pick one. But I always try to pick a couple. We were going to do a cover album, like a cover EP with five or six covers sure. and throw, throw them all on one. But, you know, it's so hard because people are only uploading or downloading, I should say, like their one song they love. They're not really doing EPs or albums. It's right. really hard for people to do that. So they go and they pick the song they like. And that, so that's better almost to release singles. You know what I mean? It is. And it's a very different, um, you know, it, the music industry is changing so much mm -hmm. and it's really hard to do. Now I'm yeah. still an old guy that I like my physical CD, yeah, you know, too. and to do that. But I know mm -hmm. that there are, you know, you, it, it is a new version of the 45 that, you know, yeah. back in the fifties and the sixties, mm -hmm. people would, you know, buy the 45s. So yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'd be, it'd be fun to do like a vinyl, like just for fun to have my own vinyl, like yes, and just the artwork and just have it there regardless. And just about, I always have that for my own um, sake. Not many people are buying a lot, but you know those are making a comeback with the little vinyl. They are, yeah. I and, my and, fun one for Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds great. Um, mm -hmm. Well, um, anything else you want to promote? Uh, no, I mean, just, just, you know, if people can uh, go to my YouTube channel and, and then check out um, my music videos there and um, just the newest video, there's still time that's on there. Um, yeah, if they can go check that out, that'd be great. And keep an eye out for everything. The song, everything is um, a very positive song. And it's another one that I wrote a long time ago, co-wrote with guys down here, Gardner Cole, but we've never promoted it. So some of those okay. songs that are my like sleepers, I call them because they just, they, they're good songs. We just didn't do anything with them. I'm like, well, why have we never done anything with them? Now's the time to get them back out. But we're shopping, Absolutely. We're shopping music in Nashville too, as we speak. Um, so a lot of songs I've written, they are being shopped and um, knock wood, wherever wood is. <laughs> yes. um, maybe somebody will pick one of those up and, and, you know, that'll put you on the map as a songwriter, which would be wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. Uh, Spotify, your YouTube channel. I'll include links on both in the show notes. Thank you. Thank um, you so much. It is so good to catch up with you again. And I am Thank so you. glad you're doing well. Thank you. It's nice to talk to you as well. And I'm glad that you stayed busy too, doing what you love and, and uh, you know, sharing your, your stuff with everybody that it's important, you know, so good for you. Absolutely. Um, all right. Uh, Listeners, you, please go get vaccinated. Stay safe. Remember to wear your mask, wash your hands, remember to social distance, and let's please be good to each other because that's the only way we're going to get through this. So thank you, Raquel. Thank you, listeners. Thank you. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank Bye. you. Doing a podcast at times can be a one-way conversation, and I hate that. So please let me know what you like and don't like about the work I'm doing. You can reach the podcast via email at setlustingbruce at gmail.com. The show is on Twitter at setlustingbruce, and my personal Twitter is at jessejacksondfw. We have a website, www.setlustingbruce.com. From there, you can find links to other Springsteen podcasts as well as other music-themed podcasts. 
We have a page devoted to our own SLB All-Star Band. These are guests who have been on the podcast more than three times. There is a link to our store where you can purchase Set Lessing Brew shirts, as well as a Mary Question t-shirt. There is a link to our Patreon page where you can sign up to help support the podcast financially. We have different levels and different rewards based on your support. If you don't have any extra cash, and right now who does, you can support the podcast by subscribing via your favorite podcast player and leaving us a review. The more reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find us. And please tell a friend about the podcast, especially if they love Bruce or music, because it will make a difference. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, said Listening Bruce. Set Listing Bruce is part of the Southgate Media Podcast Group. The theme for Set Listing Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.